The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome to One Shots, a Dum Dums and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you back to Eberron. This arc features our DM, Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Mr. Pig, Tyler Hewitt as Peppercorn Littlefoot, and Laura Elizabeth as Resident Badass Mercy. After Peppercorn made a deal to help an Orcane addict, our heroes fooled some rich bros to get into the next car. Now they're busy attempting to murder enough rich people in the bathroom to be able to move up another car yet again. Will they be able to kill three people without getting caught, or will there be straight-up class warfare on this train? Nobody knows, because it's one-shots! Eberron Edition! Episode 3. For those who survived the massacre on the 313 Thunderbolt Line train headed westbound from Sharn, most of them recall that the trip began like any other. People boarded at various stations. People jostled for position. People remember being bored. They remember being horny. They remember (laughs) being in love. They remember being in fights. 
People remember various things about how normal that day felt until the first gunshots rang out, before the explosion started, and before the disaster that followed. For the three of you, you were already mid-adventure, mid-heist, mid-scheme, mid-ploy. And for all of you, you were already in a heightened state of things, ready, prepared, trying desperately to achieve your goal. It didn't make the shock of the attack any less, but it did mean that for you, this was already a day of days, not just a day like any other. But nevertheless, none of you were prepared for what came. Having successfully obtained a uh, sort of lapel pin to get you into the VIP section of the train, um, uh, Peppercorn, you uh, managed to come back out, uh, kind of um, grabbing a, uh, a can of uh, truffle for breeze and spraying it around the, uh, the the stall, doing the Ace Ventura like, woo, woo, do not go in there. I, th- I think you mean Mr. Pig. Sorry. I do. I'm sorry. Yes. I was looking at the wrong name. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Pig. He could have helped. Um, yeah, I shit. I truffle yeah. breeze. <laughs> um, and you're kind of back out in the car. Um, so you have one of the pins. Um, currently, there's a, quite a ruckus going on. Um, there's a, a large concern that the food might somehow uh, be penis destructive, as uh, <laughs> apparently food in Eberron can be. Um, so there's currently um, the chef, um, several waiters, uh, and um, a, a sort of a angry, jowly woman um, from uh, sort of the, uh, the, the uh, Thunderbolt line, uh, aggressively trying to calm everyone down. Um, the chef is explaining that uh, literally none of his ingredients could possibly have this chemical effect. Um, Joanne is offering coupons that she's rapidly ripping out of first class magazines. <laughs> um, and the waiters are all offering alternatives that everyone is now concerned might cause their genitalia harm. Um, Peppercorn, um, I assume you kind of faded into the, the background after the, the ruckus began? Or are you kind of like... Are you in revolutionary mode now? I'm fading to the back, but I am still shouting things out to like the rabble to kind of just influence the mob mentality. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Things like, we should all go to the bathroom now. <laughs> and and like, uh, the jowly one did it. Uh, <laughs> Let's get her fired. <laughs> Let's wield our power, our social elite status. Um, so... Um, there's there's kind of a assorted uh, uh, shouts of uh, of agreement, um, and um, you see a um, an orcish man who literally is wearing uh, the most jewelry you've ever seen a man wear. Just like each finger has several rings on it, um, just sort of big heavy bracelets. Um, he's got sort of his uh, his tusks have rings just kind of on all of them. Um, he's wearing a fedora for some reason. It doesn't really fit the rest of the aesthetic, but like, you know, it's what he's got. Um, and he says, well, I, for one, certainly will check on my junk. Pardon me, fellows. One must be sure one's equipment is safe for all instances. Um, and, uh, you hear him just kind of jangle his way back towards the bathroom. Great. Uh, I'll come out of my cell and be like, oh, nobody should, uh, go in there. <laughs> oh, um, uh, 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 not that one. You could use uh, this one right over here. Oh, thank goodness! I, I need to uh, make sure my equipment is uh, is safe. You know, in in case I get lucky. <laughs> I hear uh, you. I, I hear you. Let me let me uh, get this door for you. And I opened the door for him this time because I learned I don't want to close down my foot. Yes. Oh, oh, it's one of these bathrooms. Uh, and he like feel pats himself down uh, and not finding any change, takes the smallest ring off, and he goes, uh, "Your tip. I will be expecting a hand towel." 
I, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, you are welcome. Now, excuse me while I make sure my member's all right. Uh, and he steps into uh, the bathroom. <laughs> Great. I, uh, I'm going to follow him in and shock and grasp him while I close the door behind me. So you walk in, and he's kind of like undone his robe, and you can see he's like pulling rings off just so he can get an accurate look. Um, and you just, what? I guess, like back of the head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of rings on him. I feel like I can make this work. Sure. Uh, <laughs> what do you say as you do it, or do you say anything? I say, uh... <laughs> Ham to meet you. <laughs> um, and uh, he, uh, as the, the I wrote a, down pig words thinking I could make one liners, yeah. but I can't. <laughs> Those pig puns are baking me crazy. Oh, oh. Shut up, Peppercorn. <laughs> Time to pig guy. get this bit. No. Um, all right. So Ham, Ham to meet you. I stand by it. <laughs> go ahead and roll. It. Go ahead and roll your shocking grasp. And I get advantage because he's wearing metal, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I think, no, I think that's in the rules for Shocking Grass. It 100% is. That was not my intent when I made this character. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a funny thing a rich person could have. Yeah. Goddamn. Uh, okay, that is 13. Uh, 13. Um, yep, he's not wearing armor or anything. He's just, just a dude. You're just killing normal people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, don't, I don't know. Normal people. He seems like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He keeps um, rings on his penis, and he believes that chefs will poison his penis. He seems terrible. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll your D8. Uh, okay, there, it, it's, it's, and, and I use my jade hand, so I get my, yep. my bonus 8. And it's listed as 2D8 in the cantrip. Is that correct? Yes, because you're level 5. Nice. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, that's uh, 18 damage. Uh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Um, so uh, he starts, like, trembling the, the electricity rocks. So you're like, clink, 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 uh, And they start to, like, fuse together. Oh, wow. um, and then he drops to his knees, and his head falls forward into the toilet. All righty. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, take my pen. Uh, <laughs> Damn you later. Were there, were there, were there, were there, and did anything fall off onto the floor ring-wise? Um, I'm sure, a couple fell off his fingers. Okay, then I don't have to do the gross stuff. Uh, I'm just going to start shoving him <laughs> out the window and just say, uh, you're baking me crazy. <laughs> How dare you? Can you roll me a strength save <laughs> or an athletics check? I'll take either one. Uh, I mean, either way, it's a 10. Uh, you get him halfway out, uh, but uh, he's, he's he's just like a stouter guy than the, the other guy. Um, and uh, it's hard to touch his arms and legs because of all the like the, the hot metal. Can I pass? Yeah, I would like to cast Catapult on him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's me yeah, I'll throw an it. object. Uh, they can use, make a deck save, but he's a corpse, so that's unlikely. Uh, and he, he takes 3d8 damage. Um. Okay. So. Fuck. Yeah. This is a guy's got a Prince Albert, and all of a sudden he's some villain that you need to pulp. Well, I need to get the corpse out. Okay. So corpse in the shitter. So Ryan, I think the way this is going to work because technically you're throwing an object, not like you you can't throw human sized things. So I think what you you do is you you walk across. You kind of like quietly open this door, and you see there's a huge ruckus, and no one's paying any attention. You open the door from the bathroom across the way. And then catapult is basically a force throw. Yeah. Uh, so you grab the lid off the toilet and just whip it through. And as it impl- uh, hits the back of him, it explodes. Um, and the body uh, flies out the window. Right. Um, and uh, and kind of rolls away. Cool. I got to like truffle breeze the room. Yep. It's, uh, if it, there is an out of order sign set somewhere, I'm definitely putting it on the one where I exploded a corpse. Um, 
You don't see one. You think that the, the staff would bring it. Okay, I would like to take the rings off of the floor and then close the door, and if I can, break the handle off. Um, sure. Can you roll me a sleight of hand? 16. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, you get outside. I mean, it's it's a, a door on a fancy train. It's very easy to break. They're constantly breaking, and mm-hmm. someone will be along to fix it. Maybe. Great. Okay, I got my two pins. So I got to go. Uh, I, I give a pin to Mercy. I can go through the crowd and be like, hey, about uh, penises. Uh, rich. Um, <laughs> you see uh, Joanne kind of throw her arms up in frustration and leave. Just kind of like as you're, as you're coming out. Unfortunately, none of you can get to her, but um, you see her kind of go back into the, the VIP area. Perfect. Not. Uh, and then I go over and I, I give a, a pin to Peppercorn. I'm like, uh, say oink you. Uh, oink you. Wait, why would I say that? It's, uh, it's how you say thank you amongst the, uh, the pig people. Uh, <laughs> give well, them a pin. Oink you very oink. Did I do that right? Uh, you know what? Sometimes you take the, uh, the wins you can get. So uh, we, we'll line the two of them up to go through, and I can turn myself invisible to follow and sneak through okay, so while f- they distract whoever by being rich. So flashing your pins, um, Peppercorn, I think you're leading the charge. Yep. Um, and uh, what, what kind of like snooty thing do you say to these people? Because like, the guards are going to let you pass, but it's, it's pandemonium. They're trying to calm everyone down. Coupons are being distributed. New meals being brought out. 100% penis damage-free meals. <laughs> Are being brought out. Um, they're the same, but these ones are special. Right. Um, I'm going to pretend to be kind of running after Joanne, being like, don't you walk away from me. I'm not done uh, verbally berating you. Um, yeah, the Mater D's definitely get out of the way of that. They don't, they don't want <laughs> to be the next target. Wait until I tell my father, <laughs> whoever you assume him to be. I'm very rich. Uh, uh, Tony yells... That guy's that guy's Mr. Post. His dad will fuck you up. And then he gives you the thumbs up. Then I give him a thumbs up. Then I feel kind of shitty about it after. <laughs> uh, cool. So you guys make your way into um, the first class uh, dining car. Uh, Joanne is remarkably fast. Uh, you get a sense she might be a long strider shifter who is definitely using that ability to walk super fast. Um, so she's uh, sort of like swift as the wind uh, making her way out. But now that you have the pins, you can kind of uh, have free access to the rest of the VIP car. Um, the first class dining area is a it's a round car um, on the train. Um, it's kind of got a panoramic view. Um, the tables are all much nicer. The food definitely won't damage your penis on this car, which is a major <laughs> bonus for some some travelers. And honestly, not a huge concern for others. Um, people seem to be enjoying their meals. And um, you can see that there is like a, a, like a five-piece band. Uh, set up and they're playing kind of like beautiful um, orchestral music. Um, Laura, what's the song that's playing in the fancy dining car? Oh God, it's just like it's it's like a way too fancy version of the Entertainer, but it's <laughs> like oh yes, but it's like like they're trying to be like a Mozart like classical yeah, they're, version. Yeah, they're of like it. they're they're playing mad. Classical violin, yeah. but for like the do 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 do, but it's like yeah. fully orchestral. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's very funny. There's like one very confused accordionist. <laughs> um, great. So um, you make your way through that car um, and into kind of the um, think of it as as almost like a, a fancy hotel check in car. Uh, where the VIP security is. So you can see Joanne kind of like huffing her way behind um, uh, sort of a central uh, round desk. 
Um, there are four guards at each corner. Um, however, all of them are dressed in tuxedos. Um, there is uh, a warforged, uh, two orcs, and um, a dwarf. Cool. Having done this kind of thing before, because Mercy and I have done this a bazillion times, I'm invisible, uh, but I just like climb onto her back because if people bump into me in an environment, they will just assume they hit a giant warforged yeah, and then generally fair. not pick a fight. So I can I can like separate when I need to, but it's how I don't bump into people in the crowd. Sure. Right. Uh, and then do we see anybody who looks like our, our target amongst the crowd? Because we're looking for a Varen who's disguised probably as Bill and Reese. Yeah, Bill and Reese. Uh, you do not see Bill and Reese. Uh, Is it like an entryway? So, like so I, I think, Ryan, you're, you're talking about as you come through the VIP. Yeah, just as we're looking, because we got right? like people in lounge. We got people all over the place. Yeah, you um, you don't see um, the picture that you you have of uh, of Bill and Reese. You also don't have uh, you don't see anyone who's like a, a changeling in kind of uh, base form. You've also been uh, shown what Varen looks like. No bright red ascots. No bright red ascots. Yeah, that's it's the thing to look out for. Yeah. Hella disappointing uh, when it comes to ascottery. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you make your way through, you do looking around, um, though you do see, um, a gently concerned man with like a very, uh, solid retinue around him. Um, there's some, some sort of heavily armed guards. Um, and you, I'd say peppercorn, uh, you recognize him as Prince Orge or sorry, Orgev Irenane. Um, who is the uh, current head of state um, for um, the remaining Sirens. That's Orgev Irene? Yep. And sorry, what's, what's his position? So Prince Orgev is the heir to uh, the throne of um, uh, Seer. Of and okay. um, his, uh, his mother was on the throne when uh, the, mo- the uh, morning hit. Um, but, uh, he's kind of trying to rebuild, um, he's desperately trying to kind of lead the Sirens into this new age and create kind of a new, uh, a new seer. So he actually, ha- he, he rules over new seer, which is essentially a, re- a refugee tent camp. Um, you'd read in the paper that, um, he was, uh, currently in the pro- process of doing kind of a tour of, um, local areas to make sure that, um, Various uh, refugee bans were being taken care of. There's there's a lot of resentment because um, since the entire world has basically been, it, it's if we're putting in World War Two terms, uh, it's as though every country were France. Oh. So everyone's trying to rebuild mm. and sort their shit out, and then to suddenly have a wave of refugees show up from a place that got nuked, you're like, yeah, that's that's horrible, but we're fucked. So um, Syrians aren't uh, gently looked upon. Also, a lot of people blame. Um, uh, House Corinth and Seer for uh, the morning. Even though no one's determined the cause, they think maybe they had something to do with it. Uh, anyway, he looks very distracted um, and uh, is is kind of idly picking at his food. Um, it actually strikes you, um, I think all three, well, Mercy, I don't think you would care necessarily, but um, definitely Peppercorn and probably Mr. Pig as well. It's very odd for you to see... Um, someone who's theoretically so high kind of traveling local, like he's not on an airship. He's not being teleported by portal. Um, and it's kind of a, how the mighty have fallen situation. Um, so you pass him and, uh, you enter the VIP section or the sort of, um, entry hallway with uh, security. And, uh, yes, Joanne is behind the desk. 
Um, you can see the um, the sort of uh, tall feline looking fellow named Murr, who seems to be um, kind of uh, looking through documents. Um, he looks like he's going over manifests, and he's just like, I, uh, "Well, uh, honestly, ma'am, I, I can't seem to find any anything here that would suggest that uh, any food could cause anyone's penis to fall off ever. I don't know what <laughs> in the food could have caused that. I honestly, I think it's a bunch of hullabaloo." So he goes, you're just not looking hard enough. I need you to look harder, Mur. So you don't want to end up like Hilltalk back in the pleb pen now, do you? I'm going to lean off of Mercy. She's so stable that I feel like I could probably mm-hmm. go in any direction. Oh, 100%. But I just, it's I, like true of the relationship as well as... Well, just <laughs> she gonna... is the stripper pole to my Jamie Lee Curtis and True Lies. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm just going <laughs> to swing beautifully down the side uh, and whisper in Peppercorn's ear, just go... Uh, that's uh, Joanna. We got to get fired. Remember uh, to make her angry. You just got to uh, talk about the jowls. They said uh, real sensitive about the jowls. If you remember, he'll talk. So, uh, oh yeah, okay. Get her angry. Get her to hit you. Fired. Let's see. Mer's how in there. can we? Uh, how can we use that? And I'll just yell, "Hey, jowls!" I <laughs> uh, uh, lean back behind. <laughs> her head whips to you, over to you, and um, because her shifter form is vaguely that of a basset hound. Um, her jowls just like flap awkwardly um, as they, they fr- uh, create a, a, a sort of stern frown. Can I help you, little man? Well, gee, I, I sure hope so. Um, you see, uh, I was hoping to take like a scenic trip on this train, but <laughs> something's just been really ruining the view the whole way. <laughs> and it's All those two w- wizard sleeves hanging off your face. Uh, you like <laughs> the room goes deathly silent, um, and she her she narrows her eyes, and she's like, "You're gonna wish you had a wizard to protect you, you little piece of shit!" And then she um, grabs a pen in each hand, and then leaps Drax style at you, uh-huh. um, and uh, is gonna lunge lunge at your face. Um, so uh, go ahead and roll me a dexterity save. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Tyler Hewitt, just coming at you with a little special offer for you. You know, if you're a fan of uh, what we're doing here on the show, then we have, to borrow a phrase from Jerry Holkins, a patron-oriented experience tailored just for you. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice... You can sign up and get a bunch of special features that we're not really going to make available to anyone else, so do that. Now... Well, not right now, but, you know. Uh, 17. 17. Um, All right, so you managed to um, sort of uh, stumble backwards, um, and she lands. But for a lady who, again, seemed just kind of like she was schlubbing around, she's remarkably fast. Oh, boy. Um, And uh, she kind of comes up uh, and flips one into a reverse grip and one into kind of a, a knife grip. She's like... You know, they always say that paperwork is murder. Let's fucking find out. Um, so uh, go ahead and roll for initiative. Uh, nine initiative for Peppercorn. Ten for me. Oh, uh, dirty 20 for me. Oh, dirty nice. 20. 
All right. So I'm going to say, uh, Mr. Pig, you have a chance to do something. That said, you can also just remain invisible. Noticeably, the guards don't seem to know quite what to do. This is a major breach of protocol, but also no one really knows who this is. This is perfect, like just the perfect order because Peppercorn would be like, protect me, chums. Like, just, like, <laughs> just completely helpless in a fight. Yeah. Um, Tom, because I'm invisible, can I... Okay, so I got this weird artificer power where I can drop turrets. That will definitely drop your invisibility. I am going to remain invisible and hold my action until I see what the fuck happens. Sure. I would like security to tackle her, hopefully, before she murders Peppercorn. <laughs> cool. Uh, Mercy. Um. Oh, if Mercy moves, I'm jumping off of Mercy. I figured. I, I'll just look to security. Um and say, we would never have allowed this type of behavior during the war. Why would you allow this now from one of your own? The two, ah, fuck, it's not just the Warforged. Uh, all four of them look at you, and they kind of nod, and it's that, like, soldier-to-soldier soldier <laughs> nod. Um, and then one of the Warforged says, Ma'am. Your jowly antics have gone too far. <laughs> um, and the four of them converge on her. Um, and she's like, what? No, you, 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 all you fuckers, you work for me. Um, and as the Warforged kind of picks her up, he says, no, ma'am, we work for the fine people aboard this train. Uh, and then he slams her against the, the, the table to knock her out. God. Um, and he turns to all of you and he says, I am sorry you had to see that. This is, of course, unacceptable from a customer service perspective. Please allow me to introduce our new head of customer service, Mr. Murr. Um, and Murr turns around and is like, oh, okay. Um, hey, hello. Uh, oh, that's a lot of blood. Um, hey, uh, hey, uh, can, you, can, one of you, can one of you guys uh, mop up? Joanne's uh, nose blood there. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Hey, uh, so first of all, sorry about that. Uh, didn't want to say anything before because she's my boss. Uh, I agree that uh, paperwork is murder, but it should never be turned on a paying guest. Uh, I am so sorry that we have ruined your scenic adventure. Um, and well, I, I didn't want to make a scene, but I felt something should be done. Sir, you you, <laughs> you did not make a scene that was entirely entirely on on Joanne. Um, well, I, the rich sure do have it pretty. Pretty easy. It's kind of messed up. Uh, yes, <laughs> sir. I I assure you, I, I make one fraction of what everyone on this trade makes. I, I agree. Um, but, uh, you know, that's that's just uh, the way things currently are in our system. Um, and then everyone just, like, turns to the camera and goes, <laughs> what does it have to be? Make sure to get out and vote. Uh, and then everybody turns back. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, so he, he quickly, like, snaps to the guards. And you can tell, the thing is, you can tell he's like a, sort of a, a, a more of a blue collar guy, um, but that actually makes him a lot better at this. He's getting, he's kind of getting everyone um, working and uh, he lacks a bit of polish, but he really does get this sort of uh, situation clean up quickly. Um, and the first thing he does, he brings over the manifest and he's like, so, um, sir, I, I understand there was some, some confusion about um, things that could possibly hurt one's penis. And I, I must say, I've looked through all of these notes and there's not a single uh, ingredient on the menu that would do that. That said, I understand how traumatic this has been. Um, why don't I have one of these fellows uh, escort you back to your room? Um, we'll get you nice and settled, um, all three of you. And, and I assume your, your 
Butler, also thank you for your service, ma'am. Um, and he he tries to awkwardly salute you. I, I just salute back. Oh, man. Warforce are so scary when they don't say anything. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the two of you, because uh, there's only two of you and your <laughs> your cute robot dog. I'm sorry, I can't count. That's uh, one, of, one of the reasons I wasn't the original maitre d'. Um, we'll get you back to your rooms. Um, uh, and um, I'll, I'll make sure to send along a, a bottle of something nice uh, just to smooth things over. Now, our room is in the VIP section, right? Oh, uh, of of course, sir. We would never put you in the pleb pen. Right, okay. Well, you know, we so we're, we're going to be, you know, hanging out with the likes of, uh, and I, like, pull out, like, my piece of paper, Bill, um, Bill and Reese, um, if I, he were to be on the train, for example. Uh, I mean, po- possibly, sir. I'm, I'm afraid I, I didn't take the tickets. That was my, my friend Hilltalk's job. Oh, um, boy. Uh, back in the day, uh, there were a couple other people. I, I can check the manifest, though, if, if you'd like. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead. So he like quickly like pulls fair. It's like think like one of those uh, uh hotel like um weird like paper filing systems where it's just like a bunch of slots. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like looking around. and goes, oh, uh, okay. Um, so. I was gonna say while he's looking around, I'd like to look <laughs> on his desk. Are there any more of the VIP pins? Because the moment I can get one and put it on, I don't have to be invisible um, anymore. Yeah, sure. There, there's definitely a nice. Like, I'll just swipe one. It's one of those like horrible realizations where you had to kill two people to get two of these things and you get in there's just like a fucking bin it's the plastic it's the yeah. plastic box of like how you can get more hotel keys exactly yeah. like there's literally like there's a couple of the trash like you can see that one is sticking out of um Mer's, like boot um because up here they really have no value but yeah uh, yeah you can absolutely get one great i'll i'll, I'll, I'll swipe one so cool. i can put it on in a minute cool 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 um Capricorn so is just astonished uh it's like man the the ultra rich have an unbelievable amount of sway and like the way people act around them. Um, sir, How long do you think we could keep this going? Sir, I, I do, do we find, ever have to go back to our old lives? I find it odd that you keep <laughs> speaking about yourself in the third person. Uh, is well, that a rich people thing? Yes, it's the royal we. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, that's 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 uh, that's so funny. Um, the uh, uh, the prince ne- never says that. Uh, he's quite a fellow, actually. Um, I feel badly for for what he's been through. Um, okay, great. Um, well, yes, uh, Bill and Reese. Yes, uh, there is a Bill and Reese listed uh, on board. Um, he is in cabin uh, one twenty two. Great. He's actually a friend of mine. So if you could get his cabins near near his, I'd love to be able to swing uh, by. Um, uh, you, don't you already have a cabin, sir? Yes, of course we do. You're going to have to roll me a deception check now, man. You, you, you're doing so well, but you're, you're talking yourself out of it. Natural <laughs> 20. <laughs> um, oh, uh, oh, was was that part of it, sir? Were, were, were your arrangements not, was the room not to your liking? Uh, no, it was not. It, I, it, the turndown service was atrocious. Oh, uh, well, that, that was me. And I slept on my, my mint, my, pin, my, my <laughs> pillow mint, so. Oh, um, okay. Well, let's Woke get... Woke up all chocolatey and minty in my hair. <laughs> it was fucking embarrassing. Sir, I am so sorry. Uh, I would never want you to smell delightful and enticing, um, like that. Um... I'll tell you what. Um, I'm crying. Sorry. I, I can get you a room uh, right next to your friend, um, uh, Mr. Reese. And um, I guarantee you, uh, I will personally turn down your room uh, and you can watch and then you can tell me what I did wrong and I will improve it. God, all right. It's really surreal, uh, kind of horrifying to be rich. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, imagine being me, having to serve all the whims of, I mean, um, very good, sir. Well, uh, I won't, I won't. Uh, keep you any longer. Carry on, uh, uh, Garcon. Oh, uh, he even knows French. Very, very good, sir. Um, so he snaps, and uh, one of the Warforged comes over and kind of nods to you and um, ushers you into the VIP section. 
Um, the second you step through the door, um, suddenly like your feet just sink into something buttery soft and you realize there's butter? just a, no, <laughs> but it might as well be. It's just a, the, the most uh, sort of beautiful plush rug you've ever stepped Ooh. on. Um, you feel a, your penis grow larger, <laughs> but in a healthy, yes, impressive yes, way. The, the opposite of the meal. Um, I call it the royal we. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's an episode title if I ever heard one. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, oh, you, God. you make your way through and, uh, unlike, uh, everything else that was kind of large and open, this is in, in very classic kind of like train, train from a movie style. It's like a long corridor, um, with most of the space being taken up by large suites. So it's just kind of a, a long corridor of doors with like uh, massive windows. Um, so he takes you through, um, the first car and then you pass over into the second car and, um, he, he brings you to your room. Um, and, uh, he says, I hope you will all be quite comfortable here. Uh, as I said, if you need anything, please beckon and we will be sure to come and serve your every need. Uh, please enjoy the rest of your stay. Once again, many apologies for Joanne and for <clears throat> the penis meal fiasco. <laughs> I did not think that would be a sentence that would be coming out of my mouth today. <sighs> Mondays. Uh, and off he goes. Uh, and I'll close the door. Uh, so it like, is. All right, everyone. Are we all here? Roll I, call. I, I turned visible again and put a pin on. And I'm right, like, uh, well, that's the two of you. That's yeah, uh, perfect. Ro- <laughs> roll. <laughs> I, uh, I say. Uh, I, I take out the uh, the rock and I just go, hey, uh, hey, he'll talk. Uh, yep. Yeah, Joanne's gone. So uh, you good to, you good to go, buddy. Oh, thank you guys so much. Uh, well, listen, my, the first thing I do when I get up there is I will get you into that VIP section. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, we we sort of already sorted that out, so I guess we just uh, did you solid. Oh uh, well, uh, he put us on to getting in with the rich folks, pretending to be in. Uh, uh, I I don't think you need to defend his feelings. He's fine. He's had, no, he's no, had a good you time. know what? That sounds great to me. Okay, well, even Stevens. Okay, and then you hear just go. Back to work I go. I just want to be clear. We. Uh, I mean, she seemed terrible, but we did do a lot of time to just uh, get a cocaine addict a high ranking position <laughs> in a way that did not help us. He said, what if you looked around the car more? Uh, then, then we did the work. So, you know what? Uh, we also killed two people. Uh, this was a real problem. Shoot, do you think I should get the sending stone back? I think we're just going to call that one a loss uh, on a scale of things. Well, it's just going to be a regular rock by the end of the day anyway. Will the murders actually affect the, affect the outcome? I would argue no. They seem to be pretty uh, neutral. Then I am okay with it. This is why I love you so much. Uh, I I love you. We should just look out the window for a minute and remember this moment. Uh, and then we just t- I, I turn and just look out the window inside the room because I'm sure the view's b- beautiful because we're richer. And I hold your hand. Oh yeah, it's magical. Um, so <laughs> I the, wait by the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Baxley shoots you a look. Oh, uh, you're a good boy, Baxley. Baxley kind of goes like, just kind of, you know, shakes his head happily. Yeah, crumbs fall out of him yeah. where they were feeding him. Yeah. <laughs> the penis removing food. Baxter's dick falls off. <laughs> no, we can put that back on. That's fine. Um, so uh, after you, you take a couple minutes uh, to enjoy the scenery, um, you kind of like, I think, uh, stow your gear. It's a beautiful room. Um, it's, it's bunks, but um, each one is probably more comfortable than any bed uh, you've ever slept on. Um, there's sort of like a, a, a two reading chairs by the window with a small table with a lamp on it um, and uh, just a very small kind of bathroom closet. Um, so uh, you have keys now. So the this, this suite is kind of yours. 
Um, and uh, after an appropriate amount of uh, sort of resting and recuperating has occurred, you uh, go next door uh, and knock on uh, Bill and Reese's door. Um, as you do so, uh, the door kind of awkwardly swings open uh, with a creak. Um, and the three of you can immediately sort of smell um, gunpowder uh, in the air. Uh, and as the door creaks open, um, you see uh, Varen in his unmasked form, which is really rare to see uh, for a changeling. Um, so kind of a, a very blank features, pure white face, sort of a whitish gray um, uh, sort of face caught in, uh, in surprise, um, and, uh, two bullet holes in his chest and sort of a pool of blood under him and a damn fine red ascot. Uh, Peppercorn, uh, you, use, use your mark. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see what I can do here. Uh, yikes. And I'll come in and <laughs> close the door behind us. Um, and I have never had to use a healing spell before, so I'm going to need help from both Ryan and Tom. It's a touch spell. It's a touch spell. So I've got Cure Wounds and Lesser Restoration. So Cure Wounds will restore HP. Lesser Restoration will remove poison or other effects. Like death? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Um, but would... Because uh, I feel like Peppercorn would know this. Like, is Cure Wounds, like, even... Is there any point in doing it right uh, now? No. As you kind of um, get down... And again, you've got a healer's mark. Um, you're you're uh, sort of uh, a lesser air in a very like long way down the chain way from a house that has dealt a lot with, with healing over the years. Um, and although they got up some questionable things during the war that you took issue with, um, you've, you've known how to heal almost as long as you've learned how to tinker. I think they kind of one led into the other. Okay. Um, but yeah, quick look at this guy. Uh, he hasn't been dead for very long, but long enough that you can't revive him. Uh, there's, there's nothing I could do for him. Okay, uh, first thing we got to do, we got a room full of expert investigators. Let's see if there are clues on who killed him. Maybe we bring that back, get a bonus. Otherwise, we sort of spent all of Carmilla's money, and we're coming back with nothing. Well, let's have a look here. Judging on the position of the body and the fact that it looks like he was shot. Uh, well, actually, let me let me make sure I've got this right. Was he shot in the chest or was he shot in, in the, the back? He was yeah. shot in the chest. So he was facing the shooter. Uh, can we tell what direction the shooter was was theoretically they'd be in the door from. if he was facing the that door. That is correct. Okay. Yep. But I mean, uh, is there anything in his, uh, is there luggage? Is there shit on uh, the floor? Sounds Did like somebody something, something you could roll a check to find out or some such. Uh, Mercy, go ahead and roll me a medicine check as well. Okay. 17. Uh, 11. 11. Um, and Tyler, you can roll one as well. Um, Mercy... <laughs> It's a nat 20 for Tyler. Nat 20 Jesus. again. A lot of nat 20s this game. Um, okay. So, Laura, um, you go to examine the body, and I think um, given that Mercy is used to kind of checking bullet wounds and everything else, um, the ballistic pattern is actually fairly easy for you to spot. Mm. Um, they're small caliber rounds, um, likely from a concealed weapon. So this wasn't like something big and flashy. This would be like an up-the-sleeve Derringer kind of situation. Mm. Um so a coward shot him. Amazing. Was it me? Was a bit a different coward. <laughs> uh, and then Tyler, you rolled a nat twenty. Yeah. So, so I know this coward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Pig, um, you start kind of um, looking around the room, and I think it's it, it's very much the way to think of this is like a, a Doctor Watson versus the way Sherlock Holmes looks through a room. So you're like moving cushions and stuff, and being like, "Oh, there's just there's nothing here." Um, but uh, with your role, Peppercorn, um, you throw on your CSI glasses, 
Um, and um, it's you can tell that um, the the door wasn't forced. Um, so it seems as though, and there's a, like a latch, like a bolt on the inside. So if you want to keep people out, you can. Um, but the door was clearly opened purposefully. Um, the there's no uh, exit wounds. So uh, similar to what Mercy found, low caliber bullet, but shot very effectively. Um, you find uh, as you're looking around, you kind of know where investigators hide things. Um, and I think you're able to, uh, as you kind of like check his boot, there's like a false heel. Um, and as you crack open the false heel, um, you can see there's a, a, a horribly dirty and crumpled, uh, journal, um, that, uh, he seems to be carrying. Um, but his weapon is, uh, you do find that he's got like, um, uh, he's got a sword. Um, he also seemed on him to have a throwing knife, uh, up his sleeve, kind of Assassin's Creed style. Uh, it hasn't been triggered, and the sword is still in its case. Is there a peephole in the door for yes. guests to look out? Yep. Okay, so he answered the door. He, being an agent, you know, in the wind, definitely would have checked. So he either recognized the person and trusted them, or they were, you know, room service or something, and he was expecting that, or at least not suspicious of that. And then they got it close and killed him. Yeah, there's uh, no change in his couch. Because <laughs> I, uh, I moved the pillows around to see if there was anything hidden there. Uh, did you find anything uh, hidden on the body? Uh, yeah, he's got his journal here. And also his weapons haven't been unsheathed. So, yeah, he was completely kind of Listen, relaxed. I, I understand you're, you're really concerned about like who looked through the door to shoot him. Must be somebody you knew. But uh, if you read the journal, we might know uh, who shooted him. Well, yeah, let me check the last page. Oh, it says the, <laughs> he's like being kind of a dick, but like the person who killed me is, uh, and he like reads the last pages or anything in the last page. Um, so the last page, um, is, uh, uh, I've acquired the target. Uh, the gatekeeper was working with Corinth. Um, they've unleashed something horrible. Uh, they absolutely must be stopped. The item the gatekeepers were searching exists, but it's, it's in something, uh, called the Deep Mire. It's a facility uh, deep within Sire. We have to get there. We have to get it back, or it'll happen again. Nothing about no killer in here, but uh, he was odd to some weird stuff. Uh, you guys ever heard of something called the Mire, a place called the Mire? Uh, Would I have Mercy, heard about that? Um, yes, it's, you don't, uh, you're only history check if you want. Sure. See how much you know about it. You definitely know about it. Though. Six. Okay. So basically, you, you've heard of it. It's, um, it's definitely spoken of in probably your unit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Deep Mire is theoretically, and again, kind of in, in, in Area 51 style rumors, um, supposedly House Corinth's, uh, like, basically uh, Black Ops lab. Ah. Um, the facility is rumored uh, to be deep, deep, deep underground um, in... Uh, the city of Eston, which is um, the seat of House Corinth deep inside the Mornlands now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even though they had labs where they showed, proudly showed off their new Warforged and they, the War Colossi and other things they'd built, uh, the rumors were that uh, House Corinth was, was dealing in, in much darker things, um, 
and this was kind of their like if we're talking Resident Evil terms, this is like the umbrella facility under Raccoon City. Like it, people knew about it, but because Eston is the seat of House Corinth, mm-hmm. no one really knew. And Eston in its time was beautiful. There it was a testament to the artifice or capabilities of House Corinth. Uh, mechanical songbirds sung from every ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire city was a clockwork masterpiece. Um, every inch of it was just a testament to how much could be accomplished with uh, proper innovation. Um, for both um, Peppercorn and Mr. Pig, its loss was was devastating to both of you personally um, because it was truly a wonder uh, of the world. Um, but yes, um, it's always been rumored. It's never been mm-hmm. proven. Uh, but based on the journal and your information, you think you could probably find it if you were to venture into the Mornlands. Ah. Um, and that's when there's a knock on the door. Um, that it. I'm, uh, I'll go uh, peek through that uh, peephole. Very quiet. Um, you see uh, Carmilla Falstaff standing on the other side of the door. She's like, uh, hey, sorry. Uh, can, can, can you unlock the door? This is my room. Who is it? This sounds like Carmilla. Yeah, I think they're, uh, we're obviously whispering, but I'm like, yeah, they're uh, looking like Camilla, but uh, remember, this is a uh, dead shape changer, so yeah, it doesn't we seem know right. Carmilla ain't here. Uh, who, 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 would, who would this fine uh, fellow open the door for? Maybe uh, Carmilla? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, All right, let's, uh, and then, and then I like, why don't we let Mercy answer and bring our new guest in? I am, I'm, I'm down with that. Mercy, you, uh, you want to answer, answer the door, bring him inside? Sure. Um, so, uh, in one swift motion, I open the door and grab her by the throat and haul her inside. Uh, as you do, um, she quick shots to Derringer no. bullets into you, but <laughs> they don't, they don't have any effect on you. They're low caliber flesh wounding bullets. So exactly. it's just like literally opens the door and it's like ping, ping. And you just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just saying no. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so you, you pull her in, um, and, uh, she begins to struggle. Um, and, uh, she's like, shit, shit, shit. And even though Varen was dead when you arrived, you feel like maybe, just maybe, you might be able to pull this job after, off after all. But that's when the first fucking explosion hits. Our Eberron one-shot features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and of course, our awesome DM is Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H, ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that like button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time, Christian Manicola, Long Long, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.